You should rap for the podcast. No, you should rap for the podcast. I can't. I can't rap. Have you ever tried rapping? Yes. Okay. How'd it go? Badly. Okay. Right. When did you try rapping and why? While I listen to rap music. Okay. And I usually can't keep up. Okay. Right. Do you know all the lyrics to the theme song from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I know some of it. I don't think I know all of it anymore. And I am not singing it. Oh, we should, though. You should, though. Totally. No. Go on. No. Go on. No. Go on. No, stop trying. Stop trying to make me make a fool of myself dun, on the podcast. Stop trying to bait me. I can provide a bait you know. for you if you want to do it. Just because you know that I can't help myself when I listen to a song dun, dun, start. Dun, 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 dun. Stop it. I'm not going to do it. Dun, 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 dun. No, I will not take this bait. It was Philadelphia, born and raised. Mm-mm. Come on. Mm-mm. On the playground. He spent most of his days. These lips are sealed, my man. I will not rap. Boo! <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Brazil Nuts, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics, with your host Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Garrett Davis, the man they call the Enron of South Wales. Coming up on this episode, we're talking about the Koch brothers in Brazil. Yay! There ain't no party like a Koch brothers party, because a Koch brothers party is kind of racist. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things. Maybe you're on a Zoom call with your local parish council and you're like, sure, I guess the quality of the call was good enough, but then that woman, Jackie Weaver, kicked me out. Therefore, I'm going to take my standing orders to Microsoft Teams where I can read them and understand them. And while I'm there, I'm going to bring along... My Brazil Nuts. It's a podcast. One I should probably listen to more often. Then I wouldn't be such a pompous prick who's angry at the world all the time. And I'd be more willing to let Jackie Weaver just get on with her job rather than being owned on the internet by her. Mightily. Okay, bye. to do a non-rap related podcast you say it's non-rap related i think that's a terrible idea honestly i think we should start a new podcast we should pivot that's what we should do we should pivot this podcast and instead turn it into a podcast about the great stories of hip-hop do you hate our podcast no no of course not i love our podcast because last week you said it should be a Star Trek podcast. I agree, it should and be. And this week, you're talking about a hip-hop podcast. Yes, yes. So, I feel like you don't like what we do. No, what I'm saying is is that we should take this platform and use it to launch an entire series of different podcasts. We barely have time to make this one. Hip-hop nuts. No. Trek nuts. No. We we should just make this one the best one it can be. 
Nuts in Your Attic, which is a podcast about finding antiques in your home. Okay, so do you want to start the podcast as we do it now, or do you want to just throw ideas for new podcasts? Game of Nuts, which is a a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. Oh God, no! There's a million different ideas here that we can but use. Brazil Nuts works because it's a podcast about Brazil, and there's a nut that is called Brazil Nuts in English, not in Portuguese. In Portuguese, it's just called nuts. No, it's actually called Nuts of Para, which is a state. Okay. Yeah. Paranuts. <gasps> that could be like a great paranormal podcast. <laughs> Paranuts. Come on. It, that's basically begging to be done. No. Ugh. You hate our podcast. No, no, I don't hate our podcast. What I'm saying is, is that there's a bigger world out there for us. Brazil Nuts, the podcast network... And then within this podcast network, we have all these other different shows. All right, fine. You get the investors on board and I'll do it. There you go. See? Right. So this is a call <laughs> to all investors out there. <laughs> Crooked Media, I'm looking at you. <laughs> or Spotify has their own podcasts. Podcast Network, we're talking to you. BBC Podcasts. We're not talking to you. Why not? I have prior history with the BBC. Oh my god. And, well, l let's just say I'm not welcome back. <laughs> Look, Surf Nuts, for example. That's a great one. For what? For, for a who? podcast about surfing, obviously. I was born, raised, and live in a landlocked state. Right. Every summer, when we went to the beach for 10 days, 2 weeks, I'd ask my parents to buy me a styrofoam surfboard so I could pedal around, and they said no next year, and I never got it. That's my history with surfing, and you want me to do a surfing podcast. I can't believe you even managed to make surf nuts depressing. That's Exactly. It's, it's a singular talent you have, really. <laughs> Thank you. Gotta have a talent. Have you ever surfed? I can barely walk without falling over. Do you honestly expect me to get on a surfboard and that to be a success? I heard that there are sick waves in Wales. See? You've already tapped into the linguo of surfing. <laughs> linguo? <laughs> the linguo of surfing. So therefore, it's a natural progression at this point. Uh -huh. What if you come to Wales and you learn to surf in Wales? Dude, I can barely walk without falling down. I'm full of bruises. Right, right. And this will be an inspirational story. Rather than you're depressing, oh, I've never been to a beach, and even when I did go to a beach, I was, <laughs> I was told that we wouldn't be able to surf because of monsters. Right, rather than that, <laughs> that horribly depressing Angela's Ashes meets Bloody Baywatch. <laughs> Turn this into an inspirational story where you come to Wales, get to a beach, throw on your wetsuit, learn to surf. I have identical scars about 30 years apart from when I fell walking 
and just by this much missed my eyes, each scar in a different eye. One of them in my bedroom. I fell in my bedroom and cut right above my eye. Yeah, okay, let's not take you surfing. Exactly. Okay, fine. Okay, so I found this news article today. Okay. This is a story I picked up from Metro, which was posted earlier on today. A man has been fined after being found stark naked in his car at a remote beauty spot, claiming he had got lost on the way to buy wet wipes. Police found him during a routine patrol after the area had been blighted with litter. They spotted a Mazda with its engine running in a closed car park in Derbyshire. Inside, the officers found a flustered, nude man who claimed he had taken a series of wrong turns while shopping for a pack of wet wipes. The man was fined for breaching COVID-19 regulations on Saturday. He was also given a warning for antisocial behaviour and littering. The police team said, We receive reports from rangers working at beauty spots that a number of local car parks are being blighted by discarded wet wipes and other litter. Quite rightly, the rangers, many of whom give their times as volunteers, are very concerned that the used wet wipes and other soiled items pose a public health risk to families who meet in the car parks for essential exercise. Following these reports, officers have been working in partnership with the rangers to tackle this unwanted and distressing antisocial behaviour, which tends to take place after dark. <laughs> officers added, Whilst on routine patrol, officers were alerted to a parked Mazda vehicle with its engine running in a closed public car park in South Derbyshire. On pulling up next to the car, officers were startled to discover a lone male in a complete state of nature. <laughs> I love it! Just say he's naked! Naturally, officers challenged the new male, asking him why he was in a closed car park. The man claimed he had stumbled across the car park by accident, having taken several wrong turns, having just made a specific journey to a shop to purchase a pack of wet wipes. However, the male was unable to provide a reasonable excuse of why he was stark naked in the car park during the height of a national lockdown. As a result of his bare-faced cheek... Get it? Because he's naked? Yeah. The man was issued with a community protection notice warning prohibiting him from engaging in acts of an antisocial behaviour and nature, including insisting he wear clothes in public places and not discarding rubbish and wet wipes in car parks across South Derbyshire. But people are just going to parks and throwing wet wipes, like, out the window? Or in a trash bag? No, it's out the window, basically. People, no! Well, here's the thing. Right. Why is he naked in the car with a packet of wet wipes? Why is he naked? Yes. But I'm also concerned with the general part of the story that people are just going to parks and throwing wet wipes to an enormous amount that is concerning to rangers. I think here's what's happening. I think you're thinking about this in macro terms rather than micro terms, as it were. Uh -huh. I think that what may be happening is that the build-up of wet wipes isn't really caused by the amount of people throwing wet wipes out of their car windows in car parks. I think what might be happening is that one person who is attending car parks after the sun hath 
dipped below the horizon oh, for no. the evening. I understood it now. There you go. Is then taking off all their clothes while in said car. Why would you need to take off all your clothes? Why would you need to do this in a car park with a packet of wet wipes? Well, I, I'm trying not to go into the nitty-gritty detail. But was he naked to the point that his clothes were not around? I'll be honest with you, the article <laughs> doesn't clarify that. It doesn't suggest that the clothes were either th- found next to him or in the boot. I don't even know where South Derbyshire is. It's just below North Derbyshire. <laughs> anyway, men in the UK, mm. stop masturbating in public. It's gross. Nobody wants to see that. If they did, you wouldn't have to masturbate. I want that printed on a poster, honestly. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just with the fa- just with you doing that face as well that you just did, which obviously you won't be able to see if you're listening to this, but trust me, if you can, close your eyes and imagine Larissa. Do not close your eyes and imagine me. No. Oh God, no, no, no. Not if you're in a car park in South Derbyshire anyway. <laughs> oh, gross. Anyway, I did read about this woman who tweeted at Tesco. She's in Wales and she needs a bra for work. She, so she tweeted at Tesco because she wants to buy a bra for to go to work. And Tesco was like, well, this is a non-essential item. So just go to this, go to a local store and see if they can help you. Essentially telling her, well, we might be able to bend the rules if you go in person to a store because all the clothes are behind, you know, the little plaques and stuff saying this is a non-essential item, which is kind of mean, like bras and panties and underwear that that is. That is essential. I mean, you say that, but there's at least one person in South Derbyshire who would disagree with you. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. What are we talking about today? (laughs) So there have been a couple of times over the episodes that we've done that I've mentioned this movement called Movimento Brasil Livre, or Free Brazil Movement, Mm-hmm. It's an extreme right-wing movement, and I've mentioned them having ties or being funded by international money, specifically the Koch brothers. So today I thought we could talk a little bit more about this movement and about where its money comes from, to sort of clear it up. The thing about the Koch brothers is, is that if you didn't know anything about the Koch brothers, they would sound like two young awesome party guys. <laughs> As if the Koch brothers was a nickname that had been bestowed upon them. K-O-C-H, people. Yeah, these are not party people and these are not Coca-Cola drinking people. You don't know? Coca-Cola might be their choice of soda. They feel like they'd be people who they only drink mineral bottled water to make sure it's not poison and they only... They're like libertarians and oh, only U.S. made and all that crap. Like, Donald Trump only eats McDonald's because he wants to make sure it's not poison. But they are like health nuts and won't drink Coca-Cola. Okay, so what you're saying is is that they're probably Dr. Pepper guys then in that case. Dr. Pepper's gross. Exactly, that's my point. Anyway, one of them's dead anyway. Doesn't matter. 
Which for a health nut is concerning, really. <laughs> All right. So the Free Brazil movement technically, officially was born in 2014. And it was a major player in the coup against President Dilma. Mm. Now, their existence itself is kind of a legal gray area because there is this other sort of group called the Liberal Renovation Movement, which states that they are a private non-profit corporation, although that is not the reality and their official details with the federal government. So for the federal government, they are an event for companies that create fairs and conferences and parties. Now that movement, the Liberal Renovation Movement, MRL, is the one that funds the MBL, the Free Brazil Movement. So at one point, they say in some interview that the Free Brazil Movement is actually a brand of the Liberal Renovation Movement. Right, I'm already lost, I'm sorry. Exactly. Why do these things, why do they always sound like they're a cult? Have you noticed that? Well, we're a non-profit organization. <laughs> Which to me, if somebody has to come and tell you that they're a non-profit organization, <laughs> the first thing that goes off in my mind that rings an alarm, it's like genuinely the word cult. <laughs> springs forward yeah they do do things a lot like a cult and mm. also like a laundering a money laundering operation and a lot of what i'm gonna say is gonna sound like a conspiracy theory really like, i was writing stuff down and i have a bunch of sources and at the same time i'm like i'm gonna sound like a conspiracy theory nut job because what happens is, is that they create all these muddy connections in order to make us question what they actually are, what each institutional actor and what each person is and how they are linked to each other. So whenever one of them is caught red-handed doing something wrong, the other goes, oh no, we have no connection to these people. We have no connection to this organization. We're completely separate from them. And it's very hard to prove that they are actually linked because it's so muddy. Okay. So what you're saying is, is that you're about to go full-blown QAnon. <laughs> well, no, because I'm actually going to say things that are true. I actually have sources to back it up. Oh! I wish I had... Hey I wish I had uh, that sound effect of the um, of the air horn. I would have you know, done that you're then. the editor. You're the sound editor of mm -hmm. this podcast. You can add that in. Okay. All right. Well, do do you think again then? Um, what was it that I said? Oh yeah. But the difference <laughs> is, my stuff is actually true. Oh! There you go. <laughs> anyway, so. The funding for MBL, it's all coming through MRL. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to stick with the acronyms so I don't say Free Brazil Movement and Liberal Renovation Movement all the time. I'm bound to, you know, yeah. Trip, it, yeah. trip it up at some point. So they have PayPal accounts and Google Pay accounts, and that's how people donate 
and buy their products. So you can buy like t-shirts, baseball caps, a doll of President Lula as an inmate in a jail. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, that's horrible. All of that goes through the MRL. And BL doesn't actually get any money officially. So whenever they're interviewed and asked about their funding, like where does your funding come from? They go, we are the most persecuted organization in the country. So in order to protect ourselves and our donors, we don't make those public. However, they kind of morally and ethically should if they claim to be a nonprofit organization. But okay. They share founding members, which is this one family. So they have like three members who are siblings, because it's one sister and two brothers. And put together, these people have 125, or at least they had in 2017, 125 cases, criminal cases against them, which is pretty big. It's a pretty big number. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite a lot. I mean, you know, to be fair... If I had one criminal case against me, I'd probably be slightly concerned about it. You know, if I hit maybe five, at that point, at that point, I'm going to look at myself and go, I've made some poor choices in my life, really. Exactly. I like how readily you agreed with that as well. (laughs) Like, yes, yes, you have, you mess of a human being. So recently, they have discussed becoming a political party, which for them would actually be really bad because they would definitely have to show those donations. Like they would be legally bound to show whoever is donating to them and how they're Mm. spending their money, which right now, it just looks iffy. It looks really bad, especially with all the criminal charges against them. Yeah. So they have these national coordinators and I'm going to talk more about them when I get to the Koch brothers. So the the movement internally is actually very authoritarian. So you have these key figures who are very strongly linked and known nationally. And they're the ones running the show. So you can buy into it and become a member, but you're not exactly going to have a voice in there. So you don't get to vote, you don't get to decide on what the, what the money does or where it goes or what it's done with it. And you don't actually get to be voted to its board and decide what the movement's going to do next. So I mentioned the 125 criminal cases. This was in 2017 and they owed 20 million reais back then. Now... They're owing about 400 million reais and unpaid taxes, unpaid debts, fraud, and labor disputes. Wow. This is the family. So this is not the movement. This is the Fejero Santos family that is part of the movement. Okay. So another aspect of this movement is the fake news network that they've created. So they use real accounts to create several fake, fake accounts on Facebook and spread fake news. So this was proven in 2018, and Facebook took down their entire network. In 2020, in July, they linked two guys to the movement, and they were arrested for money laundering and hiding assets. And they actually searched the MBL headquarters. 
They were also suspected of suspicious donations to the movement. So, of course, they said, oh, no, it's not, we're not connected to them. They, it's, this, this is laughable. We don't even know who they are. This is fake news. This could be anybody's money that we're hiding. Yeah, we're being persecuted. And that's when they started claiming that MBL is actually, it's not a movement itself. It's a brand of MRL. Right. So the funding body actually becomes something that creates a brand, not a movement. So they keep sort of twisting what the thing actually is in order to shape the narrative so they can sort of get away with things. Yeah, so that they are no longer liable. Exactly. Now what happens is some of their members have joined a few political parties and have been elected to office. Ugh. Yes. It's okay. Really bad. Mm. These members, a few of them, the most important ones, were trained by institutions that are funded in large part by who? The Koch brothers. Wait, no, hang on, wait a minute, I've got this. <laughs> Is it the Koch brothers? Yes! Ding, 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 ding! Swish! Nothing but net. So this is where we come into the story with the Koch brothers. So you have this entire bizarre situation of this movement. Of course, there are other extreme right-wing movements in Brazil, but this one is the most well-organized. They have elected members. They are always on the news. And they have become the poster children for the right wing in Brazil. Mm. But it's almost as if then in that case that they have people behind them who potentially have a network of contacts and the organizational structure to be able to achieve that then in that case. Because they came from something called Students for Liberty. They were right. part of the Students for Liberty Brazil. So the Brazilian chapter of this organization that is funded by the Koch brothers. So, really? Yes. I'm stunned that it should go all the so, way back to them. When the 2013 protests began in Brazil, the Students hmm. for Liberty, the Brazilian chapter, wanted to go to the streets and sort of take it over and do their extreme right right-wing version of the protest, their libertarian version of the protests. But they couldn't as the Students for Liberty because they received funding from the Atlas Network and Students for Liberty from the United States. So for tax reasons, they can't do political work on the ground. Mm. So what they did was create the Free Brazil Movement. So the Free Brazil Movement is... Students for Liberty, Brazilian chapter. But rebranded yes. so that it can avoid the... The tricky, liable situation of having foreign funding meddling in Brazilian politics. Well, well, well. Do you know what the Koch brothers are like? Cockroaches? No, they're like a really shit version of Rome. <laughs> Do you know how all roads lead to Rome, yeah. as the saying goes. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking more cockroaches coming through your sewers and all of a sudden there's an infestation and you didn't even expect it. We don't have cockroaches in the UK. 
That's one of the reasons I wanted to move there. Yeah, what we have is tabloid journalists. So, the Koch brothers, they invest in groups via donations to the ultra-right think tanks and networks. Now, this is the conspiracy theory part of it. This is coming from me thinking that, of course, they might have, not just the Koch brothers, but other right-wing millionaires, have other ways of investing in these sort of organizations that we just don't know about. Okay. Of course, this is possible, but this is not provable. Okay. So what I want you to do then in that case, if you're about to go, if you're about to dive headfirst into conspiracy theory madness, yeah? <laughs> no. I want you to deliver this like you were Alex Jones on InfoWars. That's what I want you to do. No. At oh. best, what I would do is just put my hair up and be the aliens guy. From ancient aliens. No, don't. I mean, that's okay. That's fine. You know, that's that's all right. But that's not. We're gonna really hammer home the message. I don't want to. I, I don't want to hammer anything. I would just hammer my thumb. Just start shouting, and then when you're done shouting, just throw to uh, no. advert about our merch. I'm gonna merch. go back to provable things. All right, fine. So those think tanks and networks. They fund department, like research departments and scholarships that will defend the free market and talk about business and privatization and libertarianism as a philosophy. Now, I am not a person who is going to say any kind of thinking should be, you know, stomped out of academia. I am the kind of person who says you should not fund somebody to find the results you want. When you do that, that's bad science. You fund somebody so they can do research to find the result. So what they do, what millionaires like the Coke and what they, the Coke do is pay people to find the results they want. If you don't find the results we want, we won't pay you. Mm. So that's how you get libertarian ideology. Libertarian ideology doesn't come out from freedom of thinking. It doesn't come out from ethically and moral, morally correct academics who are truly doing the work. They're being funded by people like this to brainwash students to think all this crap that, you know, free market and no state and people should be able to pay for healthcare, otherwise they should die. Yeah, I mean, it seems like an awful lot of resource and effort just so that you don't have to pay your own fair share in taxes. Yeah, I mean, if they use this money to just pay their taxes, but what they want is this structural change, not just in the United States, but in the rest of the world. Because it's not just about the taxes. It's about changing other countries so they can take resources from those countries. So you get the Atlas Network and you get Students for Liberty and they get their grubby little hands in Latin American youth and turn them into libertarians who will now infect their countries. So without the Free Brazil movement, there might not have been popular support for the coup against President Dilma. Now, there were other factors in the coup, but if there were no popular support for it, we might have had a proper president finish her term. But because that support was trained and funded by foreign money, 
they were able to mobilize through fake news and through these sort of networks of, you know, going to people's WhatsApps and Facebooks and just getting people to believe this bullshit. And that's how it happened. So one of these people is this kid called Kim Katagiri. He became the point person during 2013-2014 for the MLB movement. So he is the one who was giving interviews like he was 21. They'd like doing that though, don't they? I mean, they like... F yeah, creating these idols. Like Shapiro-esque. They love finding those people. No, if you look at a picture of them, you think you're at your local cafe watching a bunch of hipsters drinking mm. kombucha because that's the people they're preying on. And right now they have an MBL student uh, chapter just to prey on young students in high school and universities. That's creepy. It is really creepy. So Kim Katagiri is young. He was mm. 21 back then. He is a Japanese-Brazilian mm. guy, and he was eloquent enough that people... I remember the first time I heard his name, I was at a chiropractor who was a friend of the family, and he was like, yeah, have you heard this guy, Katagiri? I'm like, no, what? Who's that? I'm like, no, you know, sometimes he actually makes a little bit of sense. Oh... And that's when I found out who this was. Mm. I remember this clearly because I researched him like, oh, my good God, what the hell is going on? Also notable for the time that you uh, changed a chiropractor. <laughs> no, then I set him straight. I told him what was what. He was a family friend. I told him what was what. Yeah. <laughs> there are basic human values that anybody needs to have to have a conversation. So I did go once to an acupuncturist and it was my first session and she had these screens to separate patients. And this was through my insurance. And so you could hear what she was talking about with each, each patient. It's terrible. Wait, hang on, hang on. Was that terrible or was that awesome? Because I can only imagine the amount of gossip you would have got through during that. Well, it was good that I ended up listening to her talking to, to another patient. And they were talking about a robbery that had happened in an empty bank. The bank was closed. Right. And 11 guys went in to rob it. And the police managed to arrive and killed 10 of them. Just murdered 10 people. Wow. And... The acupuncturist, a medical doctor, because in Brazil, to be an acupuncturist through an insurance company, you have to be a medical doctor. She said, too bad they left one out. Ooh, no. Yeah. No. See, I was picturing this could be like a fun thing where you just bring some popcorn to your acupuncturist and then you find out Doris three doors down, her daughter started dating that no good biker from the corner. And that would be it, kind of thing. No, and there's actually something that extreme right-wingers say here, and this has been become popularized through these movements like MBL, yeah. which is that human rights are a thing for, you know, prisoners that was created to protect just prisoners, and human rights should be for the right people. And they also say 
a good criminal is a dead criminal. And then she said that. After she said, too bad they missed one, she said, a good criminal is a dead criminal. This is a medical doctor saying this. So this isn't a, a political difference. This is somebody who took a Hippocratic oath to preserve life, to protect people. And she said that they should have killed all 11. So oh. this is what ki the kind of bullshit these people are propagating. This is the kind of thing that before they existed, families could just talk. And now they can't. Families are being torn apart because of people like this. Because you start talking to your aunt or uncle and they're certain, suddenly become radicalized by this. And they start saying human rights for the right people and a good criminal is a dead criminal. And I, don't, I can't find a good common ground to go from there. What, what do you say to somebody who says that? Well, there isn't a good common ground for that at all. Exactly. So it isn't a political difference. It's like saying that shoes made out of gelatin are a good idea. They're not. It's blatantly yeah. and horrifically wrong in every possible way that you can approach it. That's the problem with it. It isn't, it isn't a difference that I think education should be up to the union and the federal government should handle it. And somebody else thinks, oh, no, I think it should be to the federal entities. That is a political difference. Yep. That's why I told him who this kid was and what he was about and who was funding him. So mm. that's what I did. Mm. I gave him the information he didn't have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then you put him on your mailing list. <laughs> so one thing that they do is they give scholarships and they... They send these guys to Washington to be trained. The Students for Liberty Brazilian chapter started out in their first year with 8,000 reais as their budget. Then it went to 20. Now it's 300. I mean, that was right after 2015. I'm guessing it's way more than 300 now. 300,000 reais, though. Yes. Okay. I'm guessing it's way more. Yeah. So yeah, so they pay them in conferences, they pay them in training, they pay for hotels and stays, and they pay through other means. They pay through partners. So you don't actually see the Atlas Network donating, but there's somebody else who's connected to the Atlas Network who donates. So these programs, they are done all in partnerships. So you have the Cato Institute, you have the Koch Charitable Foundation. You have the Institute of Human Studies, all connected to the Kochs. So this is from one of the articles that I will be putting as a source in our uh, show notes. Together, ele the 11 foundations that the Koch have poured $800 million over the last two decades in this network of conservative foundations, all to turn not only people in the United States, but people in other countries to their ideological views, which would then destabilize politics in other countries and make it easier for them to do their business. One of the reasons they had their eye on Brazil, that a lot of them started to have their eye on Brazil, is not just water, but also the pre-salt oil that was found in Brazil. So a lot of our problems with destabilizing the economy and destabilizing politics came because pre-salt was found, which is an incredibly rich source of oil. 
and we also have a great source of potable water. So Nestle has a huge interest in Brazil, and Coca-Cola has a huge interest in Brazil. How about Dr. Pepper? Isn't Dr. Pepper by Coca-Cola? Is it? I think so. Shit, man, this conspiracy goes deep. <laughs> so, yeah, that is what I have. It all feels very conspiracy theory because it is. It is a huge conspiracy. There are people with interests that are bigger than what we can imagine because we're just trying to live our lives. We don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars to actually have an interest in destabilizing the economy and politics of an entire country. But there are people who are like that. So when we talk about them, it does feel like it would be a conspiracy theory, mm. but doesn't make it any less real. Okay. Now, another funding that has been coming to the MBL is from parties. Now, political parties in Brazil try to come close to the MBL when it was at its biggest height mm. to get their voters yeah. to them. Yeah, much in the same way that, you know, the Republican Party called it the Tea Party in the United States. Yeah. That kind of thing. Don't tread on me. Now, the, the MBL tries to say, oh, no, we didn't get money from them because we are not partisan. The parties go, oh, no, we just helped them out. Or, oh, no, this was a party event. They asked to join us. So all of these sort of counterpoints I will be adding to, to the show notes. The MBL has sort of waned a little in importance, mm -hmm. but it's, it's still strong. It's still there. But since Bolsonaro won, that network, the sort of institutional network of Bolsonaro has become stronger. Mm. So I will be posting all of these sources on our show notes because I feel more than ever posting the show notes for this episode will be important. Yeah, absolutely. We'll also be taking a picture of you standing in front of the pinboard you've got up against your wall there with all those... <laughs> with the red thread? With the red thread connecting dots between various different <laughs> Polaroid pictures that you've taken... Yeah, Polaroid pictures of Jalea standing in for every single character because I have not left my house. I would love that, though. I would love that if you just took a bunch of Polaroid pictures of Jalea and just, like, put a fake moustache on her or something like that <laughs> to indicate that's David Coke. That would be amazing. I would. I, that would be brilliant. <laughs> anyway... That's what I had prepared. Do you have any questions? No, other than I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. Thank you. Because that is <laughs> terrifying and we also depressing. We can do depressing. this for Brexit. No, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Who funded Brexit? No, don't do that for Brexit because it's heartbreaking and sad. Anyway. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm sorry to have depressed you yet again. No, no, I think that's brilliant. I think you should do more conspiracy theories. Really. Why? Well, because I saw a level of just... Oh, you were so happy there for a bit. <laughs> okay. While you were running through all that, there was, there was a gleam in your eye of... I, d I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was like, it was like you finally 
finally found a cause to sink your teeth into. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing, really, honestly. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Mm, Absolutely. Tell you what you're a bit like. What? You're a bit like Dustin Hoffman in All the President's Men. So I haven't watched that one yet. Cool. Okay. So if you think of Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. Yeah. Nothing like that. (laughs) I mean, I know the references of All the President's Men. I know what happens. I just haven't seen the movie. Okay, right, okay. But you're a bit like that. You've got a little kind of like, you know... Thank you. I, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's a compliment. I mean, if if you want to think it is, yeah, sure. Anyway, thank hey. you everybody for listening. Thank you to Larissa for doing all the research for this week as well. And please remember to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you are. Where are we at, yo? At Brazil Nuts Pod. And where are we also at, yo? BrazilNutsPod.com. However, do forget all of that if you mean to troll us. Who's going to be trolling us? I don't know. Why would anybody want to troll us? Because of the whole episode thing. Right. All of the content. These these guys love trolling. Do they? Yes. I've never been trolled. Not once. I mean, I have. I've been trolled by real life, if anything. But I've never been trolled on Twitter or Facebook. Do you know why I've never been trolled on Twitter or Facebook? Because you hardly tweet or Facebook? Exactly that. Absolutely. I turn up. I look at what's happening. It looks like a fucking dumpster fire. I walk away. It's great. I have the best time. You know, I don't get angry about it. Nobody bothers me. It's fantastic. Exactly. But this exposes us. So I'm just, you know, putting the disclaimer out there that just don't troll us. Do troll us. No! Yes! I have better shit to do with my life. I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I okay. don't. Okay. Every once in a while, don't you just ever look at shark-infested waters and go, I wonder what would happen if I stuck my toe in there. I think that's why my parents wouldn't give me a surfboard. Because of the sharks? Although there weren't no sharks. Like, there weren't any sharks where we went. I want to surf. So, coming soon, Surf Nuts with Larissa Peixota. Before then, though, (laughs) please remember to take care of yourselves and each other. Stay safe. Be brilliant. Good night. God bless. Bye. Hang on, let me grab my thing that I was going to do. So profesh. Well, it's because you caught me on the hop. I'm not actually prepared for this at all, whatsoever. (gasps) So profesh. I mean, I was sitting there, right? No, but this is your fault because you said whatever you said that made me think that we should start doing other podcasts. And so I'm writing down a list of other podcasts that we can do. You're not writing down anything. You forget I can see you. No, I am writing them down, just off camera. You don't know that I'm not. You can't see my hands. Yeah, you put those hands back, mister. I could be doing anything with my hands right now. Balloon animals, (laughs) juggling, (laughs) juggling balloon animals, you don't know.
Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Peixoto and Gareth Davis. We'd like to thank Oster Zelinski for our graphic design. We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, our listeners, you are brilliant and beautiful. Like a lightsaber. Bright, powerful, make weird noises when you're picked up and waved around. Thank you for listening. You know, if we could get, like, a DJ to put a backing track on this. Who let the dogs out? There. See? They do the roof roof. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) So, they have... You know, I always get confused between Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men and Usta by Daphne and Celeste. I don't know the, the second one. You don't know Usta Cube by Daphne and Celeste? No. Usta you, your mama too, and your daddy. Usta you, your mama too, and your dad. That one. I don't know that. Oh my god. Okay, right. Well, after we're done here, somebody is going to get a YouTube link sent to them. Oh god.